I'll tell you who would make a bundle on OnlyFans, and that is uh, a best-selling author and historian who is uh, one of the nation's foremost political commentators, and that is Brian Kilmeade. Uh, He is the co-anchor of Fox & Friends and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Brian, uh, you've never you've never done the OnlyFans thing, right? I don't. You know, I um, I'm embarrassed to say this. I know people think of me uh, differently now, but I don't even get it. What is it? Yeah, basically, it's a subscription model to look at photos, as I understand, of of whatever. And initially, it started out as something for artists, but, you know, like anything on the Internet, pretty soon it becomes um, used for something that's salacious. But you're, you're too busy to, you know, have an OnlyFans account, I think. So thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Hey, Brian, a lot I want to pick your brain on. What's going on with uh, the negotiations that uh, that have been ongoing between the congressional Republicans and the Biden administration over the border? The buzz a couple of days ago was President Trump was sort of whispering into the ears of uh, Senate Republicans. And then Trump came right out and said, yeah, this is a bad deal. I don't want the congressional Republicans going along with it. Some people are saying this is similar to, um, you know, what Nixon did in prolonging the Vietnam War before he got elected. Some people have even said it's similar to. Reagan in 1980 with the Iranian hostage crisis. Um, how do you view the situation, Brian? What's going on? What are you hearing? How about this? Can we wait for it to come out first before we know if it's a bad deal or not? I know we have a rough outline. We have three interviews from the weekend. I've talked to Senator Langford offline, but it's I, I've never seen anything like it. It's like you and I saying, wasn't that a bad Super Bowl? No, right. I don't know. It hasn't been played yet. It's next week. Uh, sorry, Frank. It's next week. I can't really comment. You know, so you don't like the matchup, okay. You maybe maybe you, you feel as though it's a blowout, maybe you feel the wrong team won the championship game. All right. That's speculation. But everything is speculation. But um I in in this is the one thing I have for critics that I can't dispute. They have no belief that Joe Biden will implement anything that is in his hands that will allow him to clamp down on the border with any significance. He lost me when he said, again, screaming through a helicopter instead of sitting down in an interview or addressing the press with a normal, like we deserve to be addressed. You don't even have to take questions, but don't do it in front of a chopper. He comes out and he says, give me the tools. Give me the tools to shut the border down. When he said that, now, Johnson, I'm going to run this clip today. He said, you know, I've told him flat out you have the tools. You don't need us. You could do whatever you want. Here it is. He goes, Johnson's a big-time lawyer. He goes, I'm going to give you the five or six things. And he pretended as if the president really didn't know this. And he told it to him. He said, you could do the remain in Mexico. You could uh, you change the asylum rules right now. People have to have uh, hard-written proof to say that they are under a threat, that their family's under threat, that they have another choice. If not, they have to prove they can't go to another side of their own country. So these things could all be done without legislation. You need it so presidents can't play within it, but they say there's too much discretion in it. It's going to be interesting to see where things go. I think given the politics, though, it's pretty likely there's not going to be a border deal before the election. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, even though it's not out yet, uh, you know, we haven't even seen it yet, and it might pass the Senate. I don't know how many Mitt Romneys are out there mm-hmm. who thrive on just doing whatever Donald Trump doesn't want him to do. So if there are 10 Mitt Romneys, it's going to end up at the House. But there's a lot of Republicans, even the ones that want to sign off on it, let's say Tom Tillis. They said, I'm not going to do that to the House. 
I am not going to put it in the Speaker's lap to have it dead on arrival and make it look like the Republican-run House is the one who killed border reform and give that. So we might not, you know, they might not give him the 60, but it's up to Schumer to put it up for a vote. Schumer was just going to just put it in there. What I just want them to spin out Ukraine aid and uh, Israel aid on its own, get some votes on that. I do not want uh, Ukraine to lose. I don't want Israel without weapons. So can we please get them what they need? Taiwan paid for this stuff. Can they just deliver it, please? But at this point, is there any way that a Ukraine aid deal passes without either tying it to Israel aid or the border? Well, pass the. I think there's no question it passes the Senate. You know, it, with the you know, Speaker Johnson has said flat out, you know, we've got to get Ukrainians the aid. He's just trying to do it politically. Now he's doing this tax thing against the will of the uh, the wild right of, of yeah. Matt Gates and company. He's doing that anyway. So my my sense is he knows it's going to be on his baseball card if Ukraine just runs out of weapons. And, you know, and Hungary is the country that is holding out aid from going from the European Union because they decide, you know, I kind of like Putin. I don't really know the guys over in, in Ukraine. So I think I'll just hold up 27 other nations. So politics and war don't mix. Uh, Nikki Haley is making her case in, to folks in South Carolina, to Nevada, even though she's not in a position to win any delegates because of the unique situation there, and really all over the country, that she's the most electable candidate uh, to beat Biden. A lot of folks on the Republican side of the ledger are saying this race is over. Time to coalesce around Trump. I think it was Quinnipiac that just came out with a poll which shows Biden leading uh, Trump in a head-to-head matchup, but when third-party candidates are included... Then uh, Trump edges out Biden, and apparently the big problem for uh, for Trump in a Biden matchup is the uh, the female vote. Uh, where do you see the presidential race at this point, Brian? Both the Republican primary, such as it is, and the general election. All right. So first off, if we're going to take Quinnipiac, we have to take the Bloomberg Morning Consult poll. And I looked at that. Came out yesterday. North Carolina, Trump by ten. Nevada, Trump by eight. Georgia, Trump by eight. Uh, Wisconsin, Trump by five. Michigan, Trump by five. Pennsylvania, Trump by three. And Arizona, same thing. Now, what Kate, what you're just referring to, is surprising. I mean, I'm looking at one of the worst months ever for Joe Biden between the border, between the Middle East unrest, between the nonstop militia attacks on our people, the deaths of three of our guys coming back from Dover to two women, too, coming back from two of which are women coming back to Dover today. And it says he beats uh, uh, Trump 50 to 44, put a third party in there. And it's still Biden over Trump, 39-37, RFK 14, Cornell West 3, Jill Stein 2. Haley uh, beats Biden by 5, 47-42. With a third party, it is Biden beating Haley. So that's 36-29. Now, they always lean left, Quinnipiac. I'm not saying that the bastion, uh, I mean, Nostradamus is not on the staff. But... I, I was surprised to see that poll. The, that poll. Uh, Republican primary over? You know, they say it is. Nikki Haley doesn't think it is. She has enough money to fight on. What she has to do is she's trailing between 20 and 30 points in South Carolina. But she knows everybody. And she said, and I didn't look this up to verify, but she's not really somebody who makes things up. When she left to go join the Trump administration, she had 76% approval rating. So can she go into the... Uh, and can she go wake up her supporters? And can she get within striking distance of Trump? Now, she gains 20, 30 points in these last, 
I know she's got four weeks. It's a long time. If she gains that, man, I mean, it's going to be hard dropping out before Super Tuesday, don't you think? Yeah, 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 I do. Hey, um, one of the things that everybody's been talking about is uh, the role that Taylor Swift is playing, not only in the presidential election, but the Super Bowl. Uh, different commentators have raised the prospect that this is all somehow rigged. Uh, even Vivek Ramaswamy on, on Twitter basically said, uh, you know, let me guess who's going to win the Super Bowl. And it, they sort of implied that uh, Taylor Swift is going to endorse Biden in the aftermath of a Chiefs win. Tell me how you view the confluence of those three events, Taylor Swift and this relationship with Travis Kelsey, the Super Bowl and the presidential election. I think it's very akin to Oprah. A lot of people were saying, what's a big deal? She's a talk show host. She's not a politician. You know, who cares? I think she helped Barack Obama. Is there any question she didn't? No, she did not help Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams failed. So maybe she could, uh, Nikki, uh, Taylor Swift has got this popularity to get people to vote. Evidently, they say that she got 30 with the day that she tweeted out, uh, yeah, I support Joe Biden in 2020. They got 30,000 new voter registrations. And she's even more powerful today. So I think it would be insane for her to do that again. I mean, do you want her to be Barbara Streisand? Does anyone, career manager, look at this and say, let's do what Bette Midler did. That really worked out good for her. Let's do what Cher did when he, she was putting out those insane tweets about Trump. I mean, why does that? Why would you do that? What do, do you get Rob Reiner to like you more? You know, do you, so I, I don't even get it. What, why anybody? She's so smart. Why would she do it again? I mean, I almost forgot that she tweeted and she came out against Michelle Bachman in that Senate race and went with the Democratic mayor Phil Bredson. But guess what? Michelle Bachman still not Michelle. Yeah, um, Blackburn. Sorry, right. She still won in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, uh, In in terms of, uh, you know, what we're seeing in, um, you know, in in Congress, very interesting day with respect to the Senate grilling these uh, social media heads yesterday. They really put them through the ringer. Uh, Lindsey Graham let the uh, social media companies have it, for instance. Mr. Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. You and the companies before us. I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. When we had cigarettes killing people, we did some about it, maybe not enough. You're going to talk about guns? We have the ATF. Nothing here. There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. You can't be sued. Now, Senator Blumenthal and Blackburn, who've been like the dynamic duo here, have found emails from your company where they warned you about this stuff. And you decided not to hire 45 people that could do a better job of policing this. Brian, is uh, Lindsey Graham and the others going a little too far comparing Facebook to guns and cigarettes? No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I mean, and this is bipartisan, by the way. Eric Adams has been on. saying what? the same thing in New York yeah. as well. Yeah, what I don't understand, yeah, everyone's making a move on this, and obviously the TikTok guy got special scrutiny, and he was asked again, are your kids on TikTok? And he said no. And they go, why? Because Singapore doesn't allow it. My kids live in Singapore. Why don't they allow it in China, in Singapore? Why don't most uh, executives in Silicon Valley let their kids have this? They created it. They keep kids addicted to it. 
Everyone's like, well, be a good parent. Take your phone away. Don't give your kid a phone. Put the pressure on the parents and other things. You know, well, you don't want your kids, you know, not being unable to communicate. You don't want your kids feeling left out. Uh, even though I know people listening to me right now just say, say it's a hard yes or a hard no. It's a lot different when you get in there and your your kid doesn't know where the parties are. doesn't have the communication. Doesn't it, It's a lot harder. Having said that, if there were controls on it, then that would certainly help. And they're dragging their feet. And what I don't understand is why, if you have Democrat and Republican support on this, and then you have it in the House, why don't you draw up something that passes? It doesn't make any sense to me. I love that they brought the only thing different. People have said to me, too, yesterday, well, what's the big deal? They, they came in again, and they got just skewered, but they'll go back and do nothing. The thing that was different is the families of the victims. Mm-hmm. So these guys couldn't do their swagger, their arrogance, and look at these older men and women and say, you don't even understand my business. They go, well, we understand the, the, rip, the ramifications of your business. Even though I can't create what you did, I can certainly feel the wrath of what you've done. So why don't you? It's been long enough since we've had the Internet. So why can't we do something? What is the holdup? And these guys were so telling. Would any of you? Sign on to any of this legislation before you uh, that we have brought forward. Not one would sign up for it. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's uh, going to be interesting to see where that goes. It seems like in uh, a very polarized Washington, that's one of the few areas where there is some bipartisan consensus. I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see some legislation on this uh, because I don't know that there's a partisan divide, but there certainly seems to be a bit of a generational divide amongst the public. Hey, uh, Brian, it's always a treat talking with you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, go get him, Frank. See uh, within yourself. Brian Kilmeade, uh, check out, if you haven't seen his new book yet, if you haven't read his new book, Teddy and Booker T. It's uh, terrific. Also catch him on Fox and & Friends and on his own nationally syndicated radio program. 